0: Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Therefore, go make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teach them to obey everything I've commanded you, and surely I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. This is pretty clear that really what we're to do as the church is we're to go and make disciples. And that's not just some of us, that's all of us. And in the process of making disciples, there's two things that this passage encourages us to do. One is to baptize in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And the other is teach them to obey everything I've commanded you. And then there's a promise. And this is a great promise, especially when we find ourselves isolated like this. And surely I am with you always, even to the very end of the age. Now when I think of this great commission, what I think of actually next is I think of a little passage in Romans where uh, Paul shares what he did sort of in working out this great commission for him. And it says this in Romans 15:17 to 19. It says, "Therefore, I glory in Christ Jesus and my service to God." And I will not venture to speak of anything except what Christ has accomplished through me in leading the Gentiles to obey God by what I have said and done, by the power of signs and wonders, and through the power of the Holy Spirit. So that from Jerusalem all the way around to, I can never pronounce that, I have fully proclaimed the gospel of Christ. And so for us, we, too, uh, are, are given this command to go and make disciples. And this is the way Paul worked it out. And there's three things here in this passage that I want you to take a look at. One, it says he, he encouraged the Gentiles to learn to come to obey Christ as their, as their Lord by doing three things. First was by what he said and what he did, by what he said and what he did. Now, I want you to just take hold of that. And the second thing is by the power of signs and wonders. So when Paul spoke, and when Barnabas spoke, often uh, signs and wonders would accompany what they did and what they said so that it further encouraged the people that they were speaking on behalf of God and encourage them to come to become obedient followers of Jesus. But the third thing that Paul said when he spoke and when he did signs and wonders, it was through the power of the Holy Spirit. So three things, word and deed, signs and wonders, and the power of the Holy Spirit. Now I want to take a little bit of a look at all those things uh, as we sort of go through here and as I share with you. So the first thing that Paul talks about here is word and deed. And so for us, as it was for Paul, the most important or the first thing, the primary thing that is really important for us as we go make disciples of all nations is what we say and what we do. Our words, our deeds... As we go through our life and our, through our circumstances and our situations, what we say and what we do is really, really important. So our actions and our words are extremely important, and we need to pay attention to that. So when we're in our kitchen and we're talking to our brothers or sisters or our neighbor, it's our words And it's the deeds that accompany those words that are are really, really important. We need to pay attention to what we say and what we do. When I talk to my wife uh, and I've been a little bit angry or upset, my words and my deeds are not always the best. It's not okay. And guess what? People watch and people see. And that does not help us to move the kingdom forward. So we need to be very careful to pay attention to our words and deeds. And sometimes we have to speak about the gospel to others. Other times we don't have to speak. We have to let our deeds speak for us about the kingdom of God. Now, the second thing that Paul talked about that advances the kingdom or uh, helps the Gentile be obedient to the gospel was signs and wonders. Well, what a wonderful thing that often signs and wonders would accompany what Paul did when he spoke. And I really think more often than not, as we relate to others, God gives us the opportunity to be involved with sign and wonder. Our God is a supernatural God. He's a God that can do uh, things like uh, create the world. He's a God that can raise people from the dead. He's a God that can heal people when there's no hope. He's a God that can do all these supernatural things, these over and above natural workings of life. And that's the God we sort of serve, and that's the God we walk along with. And that's the God, which is absolutely amazing, who's totally personal. So the God I meet with uh, most mornings, uh, who is very personal to me and encourages me and loves me and is there for me, is also... The master of the universe is also the one who's behind every miracle there ever was and every supernatural event there ever was. He's personal, but he's also able to provide sign and wonder as we go along our way. Now, the third thing that comes up, what Paul talked about, was the power of the Holy Spirit. The power of the Holy Spirit is a really amazing thing that's available to all of us. One of the things that uh, God does is when we become followers is he brings his Holy Spirit to us to rest on us, to lead us, and to guide us. And Like it says in John 14, the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and remind you of everything I said. He's there all along always with us. He can teach us, he can lead us, he can guide us, he can prompt us, he can challenge us, he can he can show us where we're doing something not okay. He he brings this often he brings this for me, he brings a sensation of overwhelming peace that comes just to rest on me and my heart and my soul to encourage me. But he also can come and empower those simple words and deeds that we have and make them supernatural events as we speak to others. It's unbelievable that we have this Holy Spirit that's there for us and with us. Now, uh, I'm at this point earlier than I thought it would be, but truth of the matter is is when I was thinking about a mosaic and I was thinking about COVID and I was thinking about this time I, I, I had a conversation with God in my daily journal and uh, I had a sense because this sign and wonder encouragement was there in Romans and also uh, I, I think in um, Acts 14 and I think Maybe we have that passage there. It says this. So Paul and Barnabas spent considerable time there speaking boldly for the Lord, and the Lord confirmed the message of his grace by enabling to perform signs and wonders. Now, so as I was thinking of Mosaic this week, and as I was thinking of what was said in Romans and what is said here in Acts, is that sign and wonder was a, a, a regular part of what happened with Paul and Barnabas. And I really believe the ability for there to be sign and wonder is a normal, regular thing that can happen in the church. And I really believe, as I was sort of talking to God this week, I sort of said, God, I feel like maybe we should be declaring this is a time for you to do a special round of signs and wonders for us as a community. And what God said to me, he said, why not? Why not declare this next four weeks here at Mosaic to be a time for God to do miraculous things in our midst to help advance his kingdom? And so I want to just share this with you because I really believe that God has named this a special time for us as a community to look for signs and wonders. Pay attention to our words and our deeds. Look for the Holy Spirit to accompany us along the way and empower us and teach us and encourage us and bless us. But look for God to add to our circumstances and situations with signs and wonders. I think it's a really good time to pray for our neighbors. And it's a really good time for praying for people who are sick and ill and hurt and having a tough time. I think it's a really good time because I think God has declared that this is the time for signs and wonders. And so I really want you all to have this expectation that God will do supernaturally more than we can even ask or imagine. This is a challenge to each one of you. We're, we're isolated. We're by ourselves. Can God be a supernatural God? Absolutely, yes. And I think it's a special time for him to do that. Can the church move forward when we're all at home by ourselves? Absolutely, yes. Yes. Now, I just want to stop for a minute and sort of uh, maybe give an illustration for each of these word and deed, sign and wonder, and uh, power of the Holy Spirit. And so, uh, when I think of word and deed, one of the things I think of is the what, what we say and what we do on a regular basis is, is really important, like I've said already. But it also, uh, it, it means that uh, our regular... Uh, normal, going about our day is really crucial and important. The major way I think the kingdom is advanced is by God's people sharing who God is with others' words and the way we act on a regular basis as loving and caring and open and kind and compassionate followers of Jesus. So words and deeds are really important. Now, an illustration, I have a friend at the other church I go to who lost his wife. He lost his wife to cancer, and it was really tough. Now, he had been involved with a community where there was all kinds of miracles and signs and wonders and all kinds of other things that happened. But for his wife and for the cancer that she had, it didn't happen. It really didn't happen. And yet what he shared with me, he said he saw more people, more people drawn to God through the slow, painful death of his wife than any sign or wonder ever. That more neighbors and more friends in the neighborhood and more strangers and more nurses and more doctors and more people were drawn to this woman in her pain and her suffering and her sickness because of the presence of God with her and the peace that she had in the midst of her pain and suffering. And so what was happening? Well, really, her word and her deed were drawing people to God. So that's the first thing I want to say about word and deed. And it's a little bit tough because it's, it's a situation where you think God could come and be miraculous and provide supernatural healing, and it didn't happen. And yet it was still used by God to bring uh, an amazing move forward of the kingdom of God. Signs and wonders. Signs and wonders are just absolutely amazing things that God does to encourage us. I have another friend that uh, is involved all the time in healing rooms and with healing. And he tells me stories all the time about how this person's arm grew six inches and this shoulder was fixed for good or a back that's been in pain for years and years and years was made right. God does signs and wonders all the time, and it's absolutely wonderful. And it's great for us to sort of expect that that might happen. And yet, uh, that's just the case. The third thing is the power of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is really there for us, and the Holy Spirit is there for us at all times and in all places. It was the Holy Spirit moving in that woman's peace that was happening when she had cancer. It's the Holy Spirit moving when arms grow and shoulders get better and backs get better. That's the Holy Spirit. And it's the Holy Spirit that comes and meets with us and brings us peace in the morning and in the afternoon when we're by ourselves with God. So those are, those are all amazing things. Now, I do think... We need to be a little bit prepared as we uh, move into this expectation of maybe we would see God do signs and wonders in our midst. And the first thing I think that needs to happen is in all circumstances, in all situations, I think everything needs to start with a total surrender to God. And one of the ways we do that total surrender is uh, given to us in 1 Thessalonians 5.18. It says this, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. This is one of the deeds He expects of us. We need to give thanks in all circumstances. We're sick and we're angry and hungry or upset or whatever. We need to give thanks for that circumstance and situation. If we're having a tough time at work. We need to give thanks for that circumstance and situation. Why do we give thanks? Are we thankful that uh, it's not going well or work is not going well or all those other kind of things? Not really. But when we give thanks to God, what we do is we surrender the circumstance and we surrender the situation to God we said God I'm giving thanks in this situation because first of all I know you're in charge and you're in control but secondly I also know that you have my best interests at heart and because of that I can give thanks to you in all circumstances so whether I have excruciating pain and cancer, circumstance, or situation, I could give you thanks because I know that you have my best interests at heart. But also the other thing that needs to happen when we sort of of move out on this quest is we need to really surrender everything to God. And uh, one of my favorite passages is Proverbs 3, uh, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him, and he will make your pastorate. So in every situation, and in every circumstance, I think it's really important for us to trust God. Try not to figure it out ourselves. Man, I drive myself crazy when I try to figure out what's going on. What have I done wrong? What do I need to do? God, what's the magic thing that I have to do in order to get through the circumstance and situation? And this doesn't say anything about that. It says, give it up. Trust me. Don't try to figure it out. And submit to me, and I will make your path straight. It's hard when you're in the middle of it, but I think it's the best way to proceed is to trust him. And he promises he will make our path straight. Hard to take sometimes, but there it is. So I think I'm really, I'm finished for today. I want to say this. God has declared through a conversation I had with him in my journal that for the next four weeks, we should have high expectation that God would be a supernatural God in our midst and we can look forward to seeing signs and wonders. I would encourage you all to have a great big expectation that God is there for us to work in supernatural ways. And we need to expect it. But I also encourage you to give thanks in all circumstances and situations. And the first step always is surrender of everything to him and his working in our life. So let's pray.